in order to get from point A to point B, it's going to involve a series of steps. In order for us to get from ground zero to knowing what God wants us to do, it's going to require a series of steps. Well, today is the big day. It's the Faith Promise Sunday. And we've been looking forward to this day for some time. It's a very important day, very critical day, I think, in the life of our church because it's based on what we do today that will help keep the blessings flowing all year long for the next 12 calendar months. I'm excited about missions. I really am. I'm excited about God's power to use a little church like ours to reach the world with the gospel. I'm so proud of Carl and Cassie Gilindez. They're sent out from this church. They've gone up there by faith. And uh, they're, they're in the work, folks. They're doing it. Praise the Lord. I'm so proud of our dear sister Roman, sent out from this church to Ethiopia. Now, there's been a lot of turmoil in that country, so much so that she's now sort of forced to come back home for a period of time until things can settle down, and then she'll go back. But you know, even though she'll be here tonight, I think her plane touches down at 10 p.m., I believe, but even though she'll be here in body, her heart is over still in Ethiopia. Great things are happening there, and we need to keep them in our prayers. Um, I'd like to speak with you today about five steps, or you could call it five prayers, in order to know the exact will of God for your life, what God would have you to do. Now, someone might ask me, Pastor, didn't we, uh, didn't we cover this a year or two ago? And the answer is, yes, we did. But understand that we've got some new folks in the church now, and they need this, this message as much as the rest of us need this. If you're here today or possibly watching online and you've not yet received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and what I mean by that is you haven't yet come to a point of admitting to the Lord Jesus that you're lost, that you're separated from Him because of the sin in your life. I know you haven't murdered anyone, I realize that, but there's a whole world of other kind of sin that can be done. Sins of the mind and sins of the mouth. Sins of the hand and sometimes sins of the foot. There's a lot of ways in which to sin besides murder. And if you've never confessed to Jesus Christ that you're lost, separated from God, and truly on your way to a Christless eternity, if you've never confessed this before Jesus and asked Jesus to forgive your sins and come into your heart to be your personal Savior, to save you from going to hell and to take you to heaven, you need to do that today. This message may not mean a whole lot to you unless you're born again. This will mean a lot to people who are born again, but it may not mean that much to those who are not yet born again. So my encouragement is please today in your heart of hearts, receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'd like to ask you a very simple question. This is not a trick question, um, but we've got... Uh, some distance between these two chairs. So if you put the camera to follow me here, okay? I'm going to come over to this chair here, and I'm going to say, I wish I was over there on the other side of the platform. Oh, how I wish 
I could be over there right now. Now, what might your advice to me be? Very simple. What might it be? Walk there. All right. So I take my first step. And I say, it didn't work. I'm still not over there. What would you counsel me? What would you say? Take another step. Well, now I've done two whole steps. Big ones too. And I'm still not to where I want to go. Woe is me. What should I do? Another step. Will that never end? Look at that. Three steps. Giant steps too. And I admit I'm closer, but I'm still not there. What should I do? Another step? I am so close to my goal, but I'm not quite there. What do I need to do? Do you think so? I'm ready to quit. Should I quit? What should I do? One more step? Well, if you say so, I'll try it. <gasps> Look what happened. Now you say, that's the dumbest illustration I've ever seen. <laughs> you are so right. But I did that just to illustrate something that we already know. In order to get from point A to point B, it's going to involve a series of steps. In order for us to get from ground zero to knowing what God wants us to do, it's going to require a series of steps. And I'm going to give you those steps this morning. So first, let's bow our heads for prayer. Our Father, we humble ourselves before you once more. We thank you that you are a great God, loving, merciful, and that you really do care for each and every one of us. Father, you don't expect us to do things that are out, outside of our, our abilities to do, but you do expect us to trust you. And you're looking for that because then you get active in our lives and we start seeing things happen that wouldn't normally happen. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would help us now to take those few steps so that we can understand what you want us to do this year in supporting worldwide missionaries. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as you already know, and we've labored on this a little bit, when God gets involved with your life, that's when the miracles start happening. If you try and live your life all by yourself, I mean, you know, good luck. That's no way for a Christian to live. A Christian is supposed to enjoy a fellowship every day with Almighty God Breathe heaven's air. Hear from God through the scriptures. Fellowship with Him in prayer. And get answers to prayer. Especially when it comes to serving Him. Lord, what would you have me to do? That's a good prayer. And God will answer that prayer. And so what we're going to, to look at today are a series of steps. Five simple steps. And I'm going to tell you what they are right now. And then I'm going to explain each one. And what we'll do, because we'll make it like five prayers. Maybe that's the easiest way to explain it. After each step, we'll all bow our heads and we'll pray according to that one step. We'll take the steps together. That's what I'm saying. We're going to take five steps all together. And folks at home, you join us 
Okay, when we bow our head, you bow your head, and we'll do this all together like a church family. And it will work. Now, the five steps are this. Number one is total submission. Number two is total willingness. Number three is God's grace. Number four is God's will. And finally, number five is the exact amount that he would have us to give. Now, we all want to get to step five. But we can't just leap there. No more than I could take one step from that chair to that chair over there. I had to get there in a series of five steps. And in order to get to step five or prayer number five, we have to go through prayers one, two, three, and four. I hope that makes sense. All right, I encourage you to listen carefully because the first prayer, the first step, is total submission to the Lord. Now, with your Bible open in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, I want you to look, please, at verse number 5. Some of you have closed your Bible. I'll give you a moment there to open it up. But 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 and verse number 5. Now, Paul is giving us in this chapter the principles for faith promise. Everything we need is found right here. Um, there was a big need for the, uh, the saints in Jerusalem. And so it was decided that they would take up an offering, a faith promise offering for those dear saints. They were going to minister to them. And that is the exact context of what Paul is dealing with here. But the principles of, of what he gave, there's five of them, and they're all here. It's exactly the same for faith promise missions. And so in verse number 5, he's talking about these Christians in Macedonia. And he says, And this they did, not as we hoped. And what Paul means by that is they did more than they hoped. They went above and beyond what he had hoped. But first gave their own selves to the Lord. And that's what I want you to see there. They gave their own selves to the Lord. Now, listen carefully. The success or the failure of your involvement in faith promise missions is right there. It's going to f fail or it's going to succeed right here on this very first step. This very first numero uno prayer. You're either going to win it or lose it right here. And it's all about total submission. They gave themselves to the Lord. So this means they yielded up. They made a total surrender, if you will. And uh, this is the first key to a successful involvement in worldwide missions. You will fail, you will succeed right here. This is not just a commitment. This is an unconditional surrender to the control of God in your life. Let God have control of your life. You do that and things are going to happen. Exciting things are going to happen. The devil is right there to tell you not to do it. Listen, supposing that you were in an airplane uh, 30,000 feet in the air. And let's make it a big airplane, a big jumbo jet. Let's say there's 235 people on board. Suddenly, the pilot and the co-pilot and the co-co-pilot, they call him that because he drinks cocoa. He has to have a cup of that before, you know, to calm his nerves before he gets on the plane. I'm just kidding. Some of you thought I was serious. But anyhow, the men and women 
who actually know how to pilot the plane all suddenly have a heart attack and they're, they're unconscious. They're out cold. And for some strange reason, the stewardess came and, and said, we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. Come with me. And so up you get and you go into the cockpit there and you're looking at these people kind of, you know, with their tongue hanging out. And you're assessing the situation and danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger is going off in your, your brain here. What? We're going to die. We're going to die. And the stewardess says, we won't die. We won't die because the control tower knows our predicament. And they asked if there's someone who could help land the plane. And you said, me? Are you nuts? Now, folks, how many of you would know how to land a jumbo 747 jet with 235 people on board to land it safely so that nobody dies? How many of you could do that? Huh? I don't see any hands. Uh, well, okay, all right, we're agreed. We're hopeless, right? None of us know what to do. There's a million little buttons and dials and controls and sticks and things like that. And what do you do? What do you do? Well, the first thing you do is you sit down in the captain's chair. You put on the, the earphones. And now the control tower is talking to you. And here's the point. You can do it your way and try to land the plane. Or you can do exactly what the control tower guy tells you to do. Now, which would you rather? Do you even have to think about that? Wouldn't you say, okay, okay, tell me what to do, what to do? Okay, they'd say, put your hand on the stick shift. Well, where's that, where's that? Well, that's the, uh, the thing to the right, it's colored red. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. And so, step by step. Listen, two years ago, this actually happened. Not in a jumbo 747, but it actually happened to a 29-year-old student pilot up in the air for the first time with his instructor. His instructor had a heart attack and went unconscious. And there are thousands of feet up in the air. And he doesn't know how to fly that thing. He's a student, first time up in the air. His pilot looks like he's dead. He didn't die, but he looks like it. And he doesn't know what to do. And so, you know, on the radio, he's saying, help, 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 help. And so this actually happened. The guy in the control tower later said, this was the kind of call that you never hope you ever have to take where you have to try and talk someone down safely to the ground. And so, long story short, it took an hour. And, you know, the, what do they call it, white knuckling or something like that? A real nervy experience. But the 29-year-old guy did exactly what the control tower told him to do. He surrendered unconditionally his will to the guy in the control tower, and they safely landed the plane together. And this is the first step for faith promise. If you want to be successful with God in supporting worldwide missions, you must make a surrender of your life to the Lord. Your bank book is not enough. You can't just say, Lord, here's my checkbook, here's my bank account, take that. It's not enough. You need to surrender everything to the Lord and say, Lord, okay, I am your purchased possession. You only have the best in mind for me. And so, you be the control tower. I'll be the 29-year-old, you know, brand new student pilot. Lord, tell me what to do. 
You control my life. You submit to the Lord's control. This is the very first step. It's called unconditional surrender. And so what we're going to do is this. We're all going to bow our heads and close our eyes. And we're all going to pray. You have that opportunity. Now you may not want to do it. You might say, well, I just don't want to submit to the Lord. That's your decision. But I encourage you. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And when you pray, I want you to humble yourself before the Lord. And in your heart, I want you to pray and ask the Lord to please receive all there is of you. Give all there is of you over to the Lord. Would you do that now? You folks at home, you do that with us. You close your eyes, bow your head. And we're here in the auditorium. We're bowing our heads and closing our eyes. And we're going to make a total surrender, unconditional surrender of everything we have or hope to be. We're going to give that to the Lord now. So would you do that? Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Our wonderful Heavenly Father, the best we know how, we're making a total, unconditional surrender to you. More than just a commitment. This is an unconditional surrender. Just as if we were in that Boeing 747 and you were the one in the control tower telling us exactly what to do. Our Heavenly Father, we need you to tell us exactly what to do. So we make a complete surrender of our lives, our hearts, our homes, our jobs, our future, our wishes, our plans, really our past, present, and future, everything, Lord. We lay humbly in your hands this very moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, congratulations. We've made the first step. Now this message today is a little different, isn't it? We're going to be praying a few times throughout this message. But that's step number one, is an unconditional surrender to God. And I hope you can see that without this, everything else isn't going to work. It would be as if I was over there at that chair, and my first step, I decided to turn the wrong way, and I fell completely off the platform and fell face, they did a face plant, bang! Well, I'm not going to end up at that chair. I'm going to end up in an emergency hospital bed or something if they have room for me with all the COVID going on. Well, anyhow, that brings us to the second step now, doesn't it? The second prayer is for our complete willingness, our complete willingness to give. Now, we're in chapter 8 of 2 Corinthians, and I'd like you to look, please, at verse 3. It says, For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, watch, they were willing of themselves. This is really the next logical step here. There has to be a willingness from your heart to give to God. It's not something that can be forced. Faith promise is no good if it's forced. It has to be willing from a loving heart that's made a full surrender to the Lord. This is how it's done, folks. Nothing is going to happen until you are willing to get involved with this special missionary offering. Complete willingness is essential uh, to know what God wants you to give. So the first step is submission. The second step 
is willingness. And as you make this second prayer, because we're soon going to bow our heads and pray again, so as you make this second prayer, you will, you will understand, or at least keep in mind, that all you're doing is you're giving back to God what He's allowed you to have. Did you know that's true? If you have a job, if you have food on your shelves, clothing on your back, a roof over your head, if you've got a car, if you've got blessings, if you've got anything, it's because God has allowed you to have that. That's the only reason you got it. That's the only reason I have what I have. And so as we, we pray for our willingness, we know that we're giving what already belongs to God. You know, things become easier in life when we see it that way, when we see it from God's perspective. And it's very important for you to know this. You will never, ever be able to outgive God. God will always make sure that whatever you give, He's going to bless it back to you. Always. His promise, His word is in Luke 6.38. Give and it shall be given unto you. And He goes on to describe good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Look at those four adjectival phrases there. Shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. So our first prayer was what? Sub, su submission. Surrender, submission. Yeah. Our second prayer is going to be our willingness. We need to be willing. So now is the time to pray. Let's bow our heads again. Close our eyes. You folks at home, you follow us along. With your head bowed and eyes closed, the best you know how, tell God that you are willing to be a giver. You don't know how much maybe, but tell Him you're willing. Do that now. Heavenly Father, please hear us as we pray and we tell you, we affirm that we are willing, Lord, to be involved. We are willing. Uh, willing givers. That's what we want to be. Please, Father, as we make this second prayer, hear us and help us to get to where we want to go. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we've prayed a prayer of submission. We've prayed a prayer of willingness, but we're not there yet. We still need God's grace. This is going to be our third prayer where we pray and ask God for His grace. Now, grace is more than just a real sweet name. I love the name grace. I do. Name of our church, grace. For by grace are ye saved, right? Wonderful word. What is grace? Grace can be defined as the influence, the power, the resources of God poured into our lives. If that's true, then we sure need God's grace. And for more than just faith promise, we need God's grace day by day. We really do. And this is what we need to pray for. Without God's grace, see, here's the point. Um, Submission to God and willingness to give, but with no grace, is going to be fruitless. 
Nothing's going to happen. Nothing great is going to happen until God starts pouring his resources through us. That's what we want. That's what faith promise is all about. Divine influence, power. Your prayer should sound something like, Oh God, please bestow your grace on me. Your divine influence. Your power upon my finances. Allow me, God, to do beyond what I could normally do. Strengthen my financial arms so that I can come and meet the need. That's why we need God's grace. As I say, without God's grace, nothing's going to happen. You see, in chapter 8, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. It was only by God's grace that those churches were able to, to do what they did. And so, obviously, if this is going to work, it's got to be God's power. And so, it's time now for us to bow our heads again and to ask God for His grace to pour in our lives and through our lives for His glory. Folks at home, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's all pray and ask God right now to pour His grace in your life so that you can be part of faith promise. Our Heavenly Father, we realize again we need Your grace. We need Your grace really to function through the day, to get through life. But we need Your grace if we're going to serve You and help support the missionary heroes that You've called to various mission fields around the world. Father, give us Your grace. Give us Your grace to be able to fulfill Your will and to be able to give a good faith promise. Give us your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Three prayers we've made. We have submission. We have willingness. We have God's grace. But it, we still don't know how much to give. We still don't know what God would have us to give. And so we need to make another step. Just like your counsel to me when I was trying to get from there to there. What do I do? And you said, take another step. And now it's time for us to take another step. The fourth prayer is to pray for God's will, God's will to know God's will in this faith promise. Now, in chapter 8 and number, verse number 5, um, I want you to see here, and this they did not as we hoped, but first gave of their own selves to the Lord and unto us, and here it is, by the will of God. Understand that this is a very practical piece of prayer. This principle here, Actually, we learn from the Lord Jesus himself. Remember before he was arrested and crucified, he was in the garden. And you remember he had this bitter cup before him. You remember of all of the torture he had to go through and what he would have to endure on the cross, which was much worse than the torture they put him through. But he prayed, if it be possible, Father, take this cup from me. But you remember what? He didn't stop there, did he? What else? He went on to pray. He said, Nevertheless, not my will, but what? Thine be done. And that prayer principle comes into effect right now. 
where we pray, Lord, it's not my will. It's not according to my thinking. I can't figure this out. Here I am sitting in the captain's chair at 30,000 feet. I can't figure this out. Control tower. It has to be you who tells me what to do. Same here with faith promise. Don't try and figure it out on your own because you won't do it. It's by faith. And I'll tell you this, that God tells us in the book of Isaiah that his thoughts are far above our thoughts and his ways are far beyond our ways. We're creatures of the dust. We're like earthworms compared to almighty God. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows exactly what switches you need to click in what order, what buttons to push, how far to pull back on the stick shift or whatever the thing is called. And, the, and you've got foot pedals too. Boy, they, I'm glad they don't let me in the captain's chair. You know, I couldn't even get off the ground, let alone land it. God knows everything. And that's why we need to know His will. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, I want to submit to your will. Lord, have thine own way. Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the what? Clay. I'm the clay. What can the clay do? Well, it can be willing. Hmm? Let the potter make something beautiful. That's why we want God's will. And this is a very important, very precious step. So you need to pray something like, Oh dear Lord God, please help overrule my will. Overrule my ways of doing things. Have thine own way, thine own will in my life. So we've prayed submission. Say it with me. We've prayed submission. We've prayed willingness. We've prayed God's grace. Now we need to pray God's will. So let's do that now. And folks at home, you close your eyes too. We're all bowing our heads. Close your eyes. Pray and ask God to overrule in your life so that it's His will, His way. Okay? Pray that now. Our Heavenly Father, we confess to you that we don't know much. We don't know the end from the beginning. We don't know what buttons to push. We don't know how to do it. If left to ourselves, we'll crash the plane. Everyone dies. Father, have thine own way. Your perfect, perfect will, so much better than ours. Have your own will, Lord, your own way in our lives today. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Well, let's see now. We've got four prayers made. What's the first one? Submission. Say it. Submission. What's the second one? Willingness. What's the third one? God's grace. Fourth one? God's will. And now that brings us to the fifth prayer. This is the one we have been working toward. This is what's going to take us to the goal. And that is the exact amount. We can now. We're on praying ground, folks. We're doing everything God wants us to do. We can now go to God and we can legitimately ask Him to show us the exact amount of what He wants us to give. And I really think this is so important. In uh, chapter 8 here, look over please at verse number 12. 
For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye be burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there be equality, as it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. And what we're saying here is that when you've made the first four prayers properly, then really it's just a matter of time before God shows you. And some of you are here today and you already know what the Lord would have you to give. And possibly some are not quite sure yet as to what God would have you to give. And maybe you're thinking of this amount, but you're wondering if God would have you give a little more. And you're not sure. Um, you, can, you can go ahead and put in a card with the smaller amount and then be praying about it. And if you feel God would have you give that extra, then you can put in another card later with that extra amount. You can do it that way as well. You don't have to, to wait. But this is how you will know the exact amount that God wants you to give over the next 12 months to support missions. And remember that when God asks us to be generous, that generosity is going to be different for each one of us. The amount that my wife and I give is going to be different than the amount that some of you will give. Now maybe some of you will be giving more than what my wife and I give. Maybe some of you will be giving less than what my wife and I give. But we give it faithfully. We give it every week. We give it, it's a sacred gift. And we give it as unto the Lord. And God always blesses. And it's exciting to experience the blessings of God. That's the exciting part. But it's also exciting to see how we're able to support missionaries around the world. And so knowing the exact amount, the Lord Jesus told us in Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. And so when we ask God for the exact amount, He will give us the exact amount. And faith promise is something sacred and precious, and when you enter into it, you're partnering with God Almighty. You're not partnering so much with the church as you're partnering with your Heavenly Father. And He will always, always honor that and bless that over and over. So at this point, you have everything you need. You've got every right to wait upon God until He shows you His exact perfect will. Now, if you follow these five prayers, you will know exactly what God would have you to give. It's time for us to, to pray once more. And this is going to be our fifth prayer, asking God to show us or to confirm to our hearts the exact amount that He has told us that He wants us to give. And remember, it's not, it's not a dollar figure that you can figure out. I mean, it's like you're at the controls of the plane trying to figure it out. Forget that. Let God tell you what to do. And when you get that right, you're really going to see some excitement. So let's bow our heads once more. Folks at home, close your eyes too, please. And let's, let's pray. Every one of us, let's ask God now for the exact amount. The exact amount. Lord, what is the exact amount? What do you want for me to give? Thank you for watching the message today. 
We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.